Hey everyone, welcome to episode 17 of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff. Um, this is your weekly midweek break to reconnect with the Florida Hospital Church family and the topics we're discussing. Before we begin, as always, don't forget to check out last week's podcast, Life is in the Blood, where we decided that in our modern day covenant relationship with God, we rely on faith and become a member of a new bloodline where all are welcomed. With that realization, we finished last week's episode with the church's welcome statement, which was written to be clear that all truly are welcomed here at Fort Hospital Church, and that we are all in need of the blood of Jesus to make us whole. This prompted a text message from one of our listeners, and they had a suggestion of inclusion for us, and I'll read it now. It says, I enjoyed the podcast. Thanks for taking the time to create them. My specific comment isn't about the actual heart of the discussion, but the closing description of Florida Hospital Church. The list of who we are, married, single, male, female, gay, straight, etc. We are also transgender. In a time when there are such hostile voices coming from the Christian community and the world at large directed at transgender people, it would be refreshing for our voice to be included in this part of our community. Well, thank you for sharing those thoughts with us, and uh, I'm happy to report that our website has been updated officially to reflect that inclusion. We certainly do feel like everyone is welcome here, and we fully understand that we all desperately need Jesus and that He loves us all the same in spite of ourselves. Our prayer here at the Hospital Church is that God would bless these conversations as they happen and open hearts and minds for more love, more acceptance, and more action to unite and heal. If you're searching for a church to call home, you are welcome here, and we'd love to have you. You can read the update and the full welcome message on our website at hospitalchurch.org and click on the I'm New tab. Of course, you can go back anytime and find uh, episodes previously done here on the podcast on our Spreaker channel by going to hospitalchurch.org slash podcast. We have mobile apps, Apple and Android. We're on iTunes, so if you subscribe, you'll never miss an episode. All the social media there as well. Text us your thoughts, as did uh, the previous person at 407-965-1607. And if you're still of the email persuasion, you can reach out to us at podcast at hospitalchurch.org to keep the conversation going. All of that, that brings us to the first week of our new series, Journey Through Ecclesiastes, here on the podcast with last week's speaker and our special guest, Dr. Don Williams. He is the Senior Vice President for Academic Administration at Adventist University of Health Sciences right across the street. Is that still, is that the right one? Has that changed? That has changed. I got it from the website. So we better talk to your web guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm assistant to the president for mission. Oh, well, see, that's even cooler. And it's a lot less words to say. That's probably what I would. I have a better office. <laughs> a better office. That's even better. Uh, he's been at the university in a variety of roles, obviously, uh, since what, 1992? Is that yes. part correct? Okay, yeah. that one's right. Since day one. Uh, since day one. In fact, Jeff and I were there when we opened the doors. Day one. Get out. Day Hurricane Andrew hit uh, Miami, actually, the same day. Really? Well, there you go. You, that'll be a day not many people forget. No, we didn't forget it. No, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so I've had the pleasure of knowing uh, Don, well, and Jeff too, uh, but uh, through his uh, daughter and son-in-law through the years as well, we've been able to connect. And so thank you for taking the time to be part of the podcast. Sure. Glad to. All right. This week, um, 
kind of seems like we're piggybacking on these ideas <laughs> that sometimes are just going to be items or things that maybe we don't understand or maybe we can't understand. I'm not sure which, if there is a, a right or a wrong there. Last week we talked about in the life in the blood with the covenants and and you know the challenge of unpacking those things. Do you have any thoughts or insights, Don, about that maybe helped you prepare for the message that might help the listeners <laughs> prepare to digest or unpack the message from last week? Well, for me, I guess has been a journey of discovering what's not yet discovered and maybe can't be. Uh, is the is the idea of our limitations, and I think when I was in my twenties, maybe in my teens, my goal, literally, this I know sounds very arrogant, and it it was more just a personal goal <laughs> to know everything there was to know, um, and I I actively pursued that particular goal, um, and so I had this quest to know, get all the answers, and all that, and as I Life intervened, and I ran up against the wall many times and was bloodied by the fact that I didn't know. Um, it it really became comforting rather than you know upsetting. Yeah, that there were things I didn't know, there were things I couldn't know, and there are probably things I shouldn't know. And to have some level of comfort with that, so for me, it really is an admission. And it's hard to say, you know, well, I'm humble, but it, it is a is an acknowledgement of my humanity, I think, at a very fundamental level, that I don't know very much. And I think that within certain faith traditions, including mine, there is a quest to know and have all the answers. Yeah. And that's a very attractive thing initially, but I think in the long run people wake up and, and they're either disappointed and disillusioned or they come to accept that and maybe even find in it a certain peace that I don't have to know all the answers, but somebody does. A peace that I don't have to know all the answers. That's a tough one. Jeff? As I listen, first of all, I, I want to say I, I truly enjoyed um, being a part of the the congregation and listening to this last this last week. And if I just want to give a plug really quickly for Don and for our church. If you have not listened or if you were not there this last week, um, I really would encourage you to go back and listen to the entire service because it's not just the message, which was extremely well done, I thought. I Kudos to you, Don. But also the drama and the, um, and the music that went along with it kind of made yeah. a really nice package to, uh, to help the listener – kind of get a, a more experiential grip to this topic. Um, Don's written a book um, on this topic. Actually, you're in the middle of writing, and are you almost done with the other one? And um, But it's an, it's more of a narrative as I – he challenged me. You go read the book. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's any good I'd author. Only, I'd only given him a signed yeah. copy about six months ago. You know, oh. so I was calling him. I thought he was giving it to my wife. I didn't realize ah. it was But um, – Whose name is in the front? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's true. Man. I, should, I should go back to that. <laughs> Thank you, Don. Okay. Uh, didn't think I was going to get thrown under the bus, there, but here we are. Yeah. Well, we're yeah. talking about what you don't know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, um, but I want to ask you a question about this, Don, because it seems to me that 
that I'm around people, especially as you mentioned our faith tradition, I am around people who are constantly wanting to know the the answers and so forth. However, there's a push in our world, it seems like, that um, we'll never be able to know all the answers, so who cares? And, uh, you know, who really gives a rip about any of this? And you guys are all still, still hung up on your fundamentals. Um, I, I could care less, actually. I think there's two dimensions yeah. to sort of the modern mentality, in my opinion. One is those who say, who cares? You know, just let me live from day to day or get mm-hmm. whatever pleasure I can from the moment. There are those who take the philosophical position, we could say, that what I know is only known by me and that I am my own source of truth. And therefore, mm-hmm. the fact that if I come up with the answer, good enough, that's all the only person that needs to agree with me is me. And I, I don't necessarily buy that either. I think that we all have our own perspective. I think we all see the world in our own way. I've always said that I'm, I belong to a church of one, but I fellowship with many. Many others. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't expect that everybody's going to agree with me. But that, in my mind, doesn't deny the fact that there isn't a broader reality that I'm only beginning to grasp. So my confession that I don't know doesn't mean that it, there isn't something to know. It's that I don't know. And I've got to somehow hold in tension those two things. I believe there is a God. There is truth within the universe. We do our very humble best to try to discover what that is. And we're not very successful at it, especially with the tougher questions of, like, why. And those are really the hard ones. You know, why did this really happen? Not just, well, the blood glucose was off or whatever, and therefore they had they slipped into a coma and ran into the ditch. I'm talking about, you know, the deeper question is, why do people have those diseases? Why did those things happen in those ways? And we wish we could have an answer. I think that is human nature to want that. So I'm not critical of those, myself included, at, at important junctures in my life to want to know an answer, but to accept the fact that it's not going to be forthcoming. Yeah. And for a variety of good reasons, not that God's withholding something from me. Maybe I can't handle the truth. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, that just brings up, uh, as you were kind of describing that about how, you know, sometimes we can see a cause and effect, but it's almost like we expect, well, we, we know what the cause was, but almost how come God didn't intervene, you know, in, or why did he let it happen? Or if you kind of read what Solomon wrote here in, in we, what we were in chapters one, two, and three, where it's almost like he's talking or describing God as predetermining doesn't even matter what choice you choose. God has it basically predetermined and it's, you know, smoke and mirrors and spitting up, <laughs> spitting up wind. So, I mean, what do we, how do you unpack kind of that dynamic where we kind of, where does that come from that we kind of expect God to just kind of take care of things or that it's always his will or, or is it? Well, I think we've got a spectrum that goes all the way from what our founding fathers some held to, and that's deism, deism, that God sort of cranked the world up, let it run, and stepped back and said, you know, you're on your own. I got you going, and it's up to you. To those who believe that God is in control of everything, and those have a very high view of God's sovereignty, 
I'm I'm in the middle. I don't see God as disconnected, but I think we call miracles miracles because they don't happen very often. If it happened every day, it wouldn't be a miracle. It'd be everyday kind of things. I believe that God's promise is, is more relevant to me in being with me in the problem than sparing me from the problem. And I think we always look to him for being spared. And I find that yeah. that if we lived the life that we wished for, we would be jellyfish. I mean, we would have no <laughs> spines. We would have no character development. We would have nothing. What we consider good in the long run may be the seeds of our own destruction. And what we consider bad things happening may be actually the fertilizer for the, the growth that takes place in our lives. And so I think we have – that's one of the reasons we don't know because we really don't know what's good for ourselves. I want a smooth life. I want no trouble. I want only great things to happen. I want to win the lottery. You know, uh, I think of Bruce Almighty, you know, mm-hmm. that movie that he's going to answer everybody yes and everybody's going to win the lottery and they get, you know, $1.25 or something. You know? <laughs> I knew I liked you for some reason. I want everything. That's good. Yeah. But that that also, you know, but here's Solomon. I mean, here's the wisest man, you know, and he's still struggling. He's like, I've tried everything. It's not like he's going, you know, I'm, I'm on the right. I mean, he was on the right. I think he was on the left. He was in the middle, the top, the bottom like left no stone unturned and still at the end of where we left off this week, um, at least in those in, in chapter three, there's not really a lot of answers. Well, this is the interesting thing. And we've all known people like this. When you believe you're the smartest person in the room, Uh you only want to listen to one voice and that's your own, (laughs) you know? Uh And I think that was Solomon. He thought I got the gift of wisdom. So let me use it. And you look through chapter two of his experiment, and he uses the uh, the word "I," "me," and "my." A how lot. many times? You know, dozens of times. Right. Because he was going to say, "I got the gift. I'm going to use it, and I'm going to figure this out." And he hit the wall. I don't think, though, that that means that we're adrift or that God is withdrawn. I think what he's saying is that the majority of things that God does for us comes through the everyday blessings that we receive. One of the things as I was preparing for this talk that really struck me is that the very original blessings that God gave in the Garden of Eden before there was sin, before there was all that, he gave them work, he gave them pleasure, sex and taste, he gave us taste buds, and he gave us relationships. And those are the very things that Solomon comes back to. So those were good, yeah. those were good yeah. gifts at the beginning. And what he's saying is, hey, you got to go back to the, the beginning. you got to go back to the original blessings. And that is definitely one of the ways that God does reach out to us as we fit into that plan. I think that's a key to understanding the book of Ecclesiastes is that we're looking for something spectacular, miraculous, out of this world. And he says, no, life is lived from day to day in the trenches. And in the yeah. trenches, you have work, you have pleasure, you have relationships, and those are gifts of God. You can put God in the middle of that. There you're going to find God. You know, and we've talked about that here on the on the podcast before, how, you know, even on that on those miraculous things, the Israelites, the parting of the Red Sea, God is the pillar and all those things. I think that was what Daryl told mm-hmm. when we talked about kind of running in circles. I mean, that how did they how did that work out for them? Yeah. You know, not I mean, real well. The, yeah. the highs of all that led them from a twelve day journey to forty year 
escapade through, <laughs> through the through the desert. So I wouldn't say that having those, obviously. But you're right; those we always feel like if we had, if I could just have those, maybe that would be better. Yeah. Now, and it kind of brings it around to, I mean, Don, you have a PhD in in counseling. counseling. Um, how much of that influenced the book? How much of that influenced this topic? Because it seems to me that when people people struggle with these with these things to to try to find answers for their life, you know, and a lot of times the reason why people want to find, uh, you know, like you mentioned, some kind of why, you know, all this is happening is because there's just this, I want to have purpose. I want to have some kind of meaning to my life. It can't be just that this just happened. Well, I think some would say we live in the age of anxiety. Mm -hmm. We, we want everything to be under control. We have insurance, we have bumpers on our cars, we've got (laughs) airbags, we've got everything to protect us in cases. And we don't, we're not comfortable with the anxieties of life, the uncertainties of life. And yet we've only prevented very superficial uncertainties. And therefore, I think to bring the psychology in, the comfort, the trust that we get in knowing that though I don't have the answers, God does. It's like that little child who has to trust their parent to say, I can go to sleep tonight because dad's standing watch. Mm -hmm. There you go. Well, you know, this is, again, this is one of those things we could spend another 20 minutes, another 40 minutes, another three episodes probably yeah. and still keep digging and digging. But I really felt like we, we've we un- unpacked a few more things that uh, hopefully you uh, are also going to find. And we're actually going to move forward. I mean, this is right. just the this beginning of, yeah. of this topic. It's a great topic, and I think it has a lot of meat to it. I mean, Ecclesiastes is an extremely deep book. Yeah. Um, and... I think it'll be fun to unpack a little bit of that. Four more? Uh, well, or next, yeah, I think it's four. Yeah, four, four, four more four total. More. Four total. I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So, well, we'll we'll continue in on this, and as we wrap up, uh, we didn't know until Don let us know that Curly uh, had all the answers. They had the wisdom of the ages, and that it was trust in who <laughs> we trust. Uh, that just made. I mean, I literally laughed out loud. I could hear myself on the on the uh, broadcast <laughs> of the replay. Um, and as we wrap it up, it's it's likely that there's going to be things that we never fully quite understand in the mystery of God and all of that. But the reassuring look that we can find at the magnific- magnificence and the mighty of the one in who our faith and our trust is in, if we go to Isaiah chapter 40, um, we start in verse 25. So who is like me? Who holds a candle to me? Says the holy. Look at the night skies. Who do you think made all this? Who marches this army of stars out each night, counts them off, calls each by name, so magnificent and so powerful, and never overlooks a single one? Why would you ever complain, O Jacob, or whine Israel, saying, God has lost track of me? He doesn't care what happens to me. Don't you know anything? Haven't you been listening? God doesn't come and go. God lasts. He's creator of all you can see or imagine. He doesn't get tired out, doesn't pause to catch his breath, and he knows everything inside and out. He energizes those who get tired, gives fresh strength to dropouts, for even young people tire and drop out. Young folk in their prime stumble and fall, but those who wait upon God get fresh strength. They spread their wings and soar like eagles. They run and don't get tired, and they walk and don't lag behind. So for wondering who and how, that's it right there. 
If you have anything to add, you can, of course, text us at 407-965-1607 or email podcast at hospitalchurch.org. And just I would reiterate what Jeff said earlier. If you missed Don's message, and I would go and watch. There's a link underneath that when you go to the archives that says switch to full service. Watch the whole service. There was amazing worship and the um, some drama from Stephanie and Bill that was fantastic. Uh, get a little laugh, but actually get you ready for the message. And um, we will continue this journey next week with uh, through Ecclesiastes. And do you know who's preaching next Actually, week? Actually, next week is an off week. Oh, that's right. It is we'll, an off week. We'll be, uh, we'll be uh, off and then hmm. we'll come back the week. And then back. Week so we may do something that. different. We might be gone for a week, but either way, we'll be back. Yeah, we're watching City Suckers next week. I guess, All right, right? for church. All right, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna dig, dive in deeper dig with Curly. Curly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for joining us. Actually, um, I better say no. Next no. week we're gonna be working. Uh, we're gonna be uh, at the. We're going to be celebrating 150 years of medical. Oh, that's work, right. Um, yeah, at Calvary. Medical work history. Yeah. Right, Calvary Assembly. Calvary Assembly. Yeah. That's it. So join yeah. us then. So plan on joining us either in person there this week or the week prior or the week after that. We'll be back here at the church, of course. Um, and you can always catch us online and the podcast uh, the week after that for episode 18. So for Don and Jeff, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time.